Hi, welcome to Shrinkwrapped. I'm Allison Colorosi here with Dr. David Colorosi, and we're on a new season of Shrinkwrapped. Nice to see you, Dr. Dave. Nice to see you, Al. How you doing? Good. I'm feeling fatigued after a long weekend in the mountains. We are heroes for doing that. Well, in this case, I think you are the hero because you set the whole thing up. So True. The kids do uh, ski. They have like a group ski lessons on the weekends. And this time, Allison, like back in July, rented, uh, you got us a night at the hotel, for, or Friday night and Saturday night at the hotel. And the kids were able to ski. Their Traffic wasn't a problem. I thought it was like a perfect weekend. It was. It was really fun. Oh. I, actually, it is less stressful when we do it that way. Yeah. It was almost perfect until after the kids went to bed on Saturday night. Oh, my God. What was that? So, well. Uh, let's talk about that. So, so gross. Hey, jury's out. <laughs> so, so we go to the we go to the hot tub. Like the kids are, you know, they get done skiing. You think they're going to be tired? They're not. They're like a bunch of just loon. It's like mm. Gen Pop in our room <laughs> as they're like just destroying everything, fighting each other. It's like dangerous in there. So we're like, let's go take them to the hot tub. They'll burn some calories in there. We get to the hot tub. It's packed. With, with all adults, except for our two kids, who r- ruined the experience for everybody by jumping in and out of the pool, and then jumping into the hot tub, and then into the pool, and then into the hot tub. David, I then feel they, like you ruined the experience for everybody because they were not doing that. They were doing that. You what just you have, like, they're just little boys having fun. I it, We cannot help that we're hanging out with 20-somethings that are trying to be sexy in the hot tub. Like, it's for everybody. Okay, but I don't understand. Why are you saying that I ruined the experience? Because of your anxiety about it. They're just little kids. Okay, but you're... You can't expect them to sit like those people drinking in the hot tub. They were grossing me out because they were definitely peeing in there. If anybody was peeing in there, it was our kids. No, like, it wasn't. They never do it. They always, like, then Lino gets out and he sprints to the hotel room to pee. Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> you, you, you act like the behavior isn't existing just because they're kids and they're, they happen to be yours. I understand that it's age-appropriate behavior, but it is super annoying for everybody that's trying to relax in the hot tub. Okay, well, I thought the couple that was sitting on top of each other was was also keeping me from relaxing in the hot tub. That couple may have been roomed next to us. Oh, I think they so, were. Okay, so. or, or they had one of those, because it was like they had a lot of people in their room. Remember? They were like, you go take a shower first. You go take a shower. (laughs) Well, let me just say, it it would make me feel better if there was more than one couple in the room next to us. So, okay, so here's what happened. So we go to the hot tub. We're there for, I think we're there for like 30 minutes or something like that, 45 minutes. We go home. We're back to the room. We have dinner. We take a shower. We try to relax. The kids go to bed. And then Allison and I are like watching. I think I was... I, I went for a run and I was coming back from the run and there is like, they're doing construction in the room next to us. No, I like, thought at first I thought it was like a little baby crying really loud. And well, then I, it, I realized it was, it's possible that the baby was crying because of the loud noises, but somebody, I, I couldn't figure out what it was. You have a baby crying <laughs> and then someone is trying to, you know, build a deck as they're just hammering next door <laughs> so gross and then you realize what they're doing right and I, let me just first say this so like on the one hand i think to myself this is really you know i'd appreciate it if they like calm it down a little bit 
and that's what I thought for the first like five minutes of it. But 20 minutes in, I'm just thinking this guy is a, an Olympic athlete. The, the <laughs> Were am- you jealous? The, yeah, well, I was worried that you're going to leave me for that guy. The, <laughs> he, he went on, I could not believe the stamina was really remarkable. It was pretty gross. And she was, <laughs> this. It was really woman. performative. <laughs> she wo- was. She was like having a performance. She was very loud, <laughs> and then, and at one point, I turned to Allison and I go, "She seems really to be enjoying that." And Allison turns to me and she goes, "Oh, she wants that over with right now." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a very good performance <laughs> and exceptional stamina. Yeah. Do you think it was the couple that was in the jacuzzi with us trying to relax on top of each other? I don't know. I don't know. But I was trying to figure out, like, in the morning, I was trying to figure out, like, who are the people here that are all getting breakfast? Who is the one that had the most exciting night the night before? And it is possible, just given how long it went, it is possible there was more than one person involved. More than one guy building the deck. Anyway, it's gross. I don't know why we're going on and on about this. Just a little tidbit from the weekend. Other than that, I'm good. How are you? Good. Let's get into today's topic. Okay. Which, I mean, dotted line coincides with what you were just talking about. Building decks? (laughs) But it's about... um, You know, we haven't had like a lot of opportunity because we've had so much family here from November through the new year to like discuss our goals for 2024. And we do need to revisit 2023 because you did promise dates, you know, once a week and I didn't get one. <laughs> but like, but now we're on 2024, so we're we're letting that go. Yeah, it's, but it really feels like you're letting it go. <laughs> but I would think I read an article in TED, and I'm curious what you think about it about like six relationship resolutions to make this year, and it's uh, it's by someone named Carol Bruce. Carol who, Carol Breece. Breece. How how did you you know her? You it rhymes with peace in her bio. Oh, oh, nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carol Breeze. And she she um, wrote an article for Ted about uh, relationships and um, the six resolutions you should make this year. So I'm just curious, you know, as a marriage and family therapist, what you think of them. And what do you think of the article? So first of all, I thought that they were, so it's, it's, it's not about like an individual relationship. It's about how you should approach all of your relationships. And usually I hate this kind of stuff, um, but I thought this was a very reasonable article. And I think all of the suggestions here like, make sense. I mean, they make, they make intellectual sense. So, the, so, so, for example, the first one is change the words you are thinking about other people. So this is talking about your kind of internal narrative. And from a psychological standpoint, when you have a, you know, when, when you meet people or interact with people or have relationships, you try and sort of, simplify them by saying like this person's a good person or this person's a bad person or this person's a lazy person or this person's a whatever and you sort of distill everything that somebody is down into one or two words or like a small description and when you do that it's pretty confining for that person and they may not uh, always live up to whatever the description 
you have for them or, or live down to the description that you have for them. And so her suggestion is let go of that description, let go of the words that you're using to describe people um, and interact with them kind of anew without being jaded by your previous perspectives. I think it's that's a really good point. And, you know, it's so funny because a couple of years ago you um, – you did the IDI, which is called, what does that stand for? It's the Individual Directions Inventory. The Individual Directions Inventory for my team. Uh-huh. And like everyone kind of got distilled a little bit. And so I still think about that with some of the people on my team. It's like, he's just controlling, which is, <laughs> I, have all, I have all these spreadsheets to do because this man is controlling. <laughs> and I need to stop because, you know, there's more to him than his controlling need to control spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think the tip about, like, controlling your internal narrative about those people is really, it's a really good article. So that the, the, what I think is interesting about it, well, let me say it this way. So when I was first learning to be a therapist, this is like 2005, I think, uh, one of my very first, like, intro to therapy classes, the professor got up in the front of the class and like just sat on a stool and she had everybody in the room get, get in a line and she asked everybody to give one thing about her that they see and the message that it delivers. And so like someone would go up and go like, uh, you have bleached blonde hair, so I think that you're superficial. And the next person goes up and goes, you have a really big ring, I think that your husband pays for everything for you. And the next person goes like, you're dressed nice, I think that you're affluent or you're, you're white, so I think that you're, you know, you haven't been through traumas in your life, right? right? All, all the way down the line. And the point of it was that we, whether we like it or not, people tell stories about you to themselves. Yeah. Right? Just, that's how we simplify relationships. And, and so your job is, A, as the viewer, to stop yourself from doing that, to take time to learn who people are, but also you in the way that you move through the world should be intentional about the story you're telling because whether you like it or not, you are telling a story. And so if you're in a role, if you're in a leadership position, if you're a therapist, if you're in a relationship, you know, be cognizant of what's the long-term impact of you always being late to a meeting or what's the long-term impact of you dressing like a slob or the long-term impact of you, whatever cussing, like there's, there's always an impact and it may be positive or negative. Wow. What an awesome exercise, and I need to really up my dressing game. Since COVID, I have worn stretchy pants, and I just really need to stop that because, like, what is the impact on others? Well, it makes, I think, I'm sure it makes people think that they better get to the gym. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That is really, uh, what a cool exercise that she did. Yeah. What did you say? Were you in the line? I, I was I was in the line. I can't remember what my appraisal was, but I thought it was a powerful uh, activity. Yeah. All right. So, what are you going to resolve to do future forward with, you know, your renewed view of this? I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably nothing. No, Dave. This is a well, new year, new you. I don't feel like I need to make a resolution about this one. Does everything have to be? Because oh, you're already good at it. You're not no, very. It doesn't. I'm not saying I'm good at it, but are we are we wanting honest answers? I mean, I think that that's a yeah, that's a good practice to sort of. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Like, I'm going to think about that future forward. All right, I'll think about it. All right, psychologist. What, what, what are you going to do? 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be cognizant of myself doing that, and also I'm gonna change my attire. Okay. Maybe you should consider changing your attire and shaving your face occasionally. <laughs> All right. I thought we were trying to. I thought the 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 point of this is that we're gonna be just tell the truth. I am gonna do those things. All right. And I may not. I, so I, I'm just being okay. Honest. I love a new year. I love a new year because like I get re-energized and I feel like. I have a I had a client mm-hmm. I met with like two days ago, <laughs> and we were talking about New Year's resolutions, and he was like, "I hate New Year's resolutions." This is a, a high level leader, and and I go, "What are you talking? Who hates New Year's? Re- why, like, what's the you know?" I understand that most of them don't work out, but your your percent the the, the mm-hmm. odds of you changing a behavior in the new year are higher than not in the new year. So like, we yeah. might as well try and get excited and have a reset. And he, and he was like. What kind of what kind of childish thing is it to set a new, a new year's resolution? Like if you should have been if if it's a thing that you really want to change about your life, you should have changed it one week ago or six weeks ago or seventy days ago. Like why are we? It's this arbitrary date. Who cares? Just change your behavior, and you would you could be critical of the guy, but he has his shit together. Like he a does. pretty disciplined. Yeah, yeah. He sounds like he's better than me, and also has a dark cloud over him. <laughs> That's raining constantly. <laughs> yeah, He's right, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Okay, let's go. Let's go on the next. Um, the next tip. All right, you want to read it? It says, "Create tiny moments of positivity during your day." Want to experience more connection in your day-to-day life and a healthier and more connected sense of being in the world? You can. By just creating little tiny positive moments with other humans. A warm smile, asking somebody's name in the Home Depot, things like that. Con- like making little personal connections with the people around you. I feel like that's a good tip because we are constantly looking down at our phones. I, s- I catch myself, it is so bad. I catch myself at Starbucks not listening to the barista that's like asking me my order. I'll be like, what? because like my mind is like everywhere and I I like am so humiliated about how rude I am like I don't look in their eyes like I forget and I think um and I don't know if that's just me but I'm so distracted by my phone by work by the kids by you that like I just need to focus on making little connections with people because I think both of us the barista and myself would have a better experience and I could definitely Use that joy in my life, and I'm sure they could too. What do you think? And that's I I I agree with you. Do you want to ask me if I'm going to do it, David? I, I feel like you're the dark cloud, <laughs> and also you're just, in your phone too much. You bought like some crazy phone lock that you literally never used. What this is feels way off topic. No, this is exactly this is personal connection when you get home from work and just putting your phone away. Remember, you bought that you yeah. never used it not once. Oh, because I, I couldn't get to my phone when I locked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it like I was. I tried to turn it last year. I tried to turn over a new leaf. Where when I come home, because I'm always like distracted with things from work, so I come home and I would mm. put it in a in a lock that wouldn't let me access it for like three hours, so that I was available till the kids went to bed. Um. And it really worked if you put your phone in there. But I found a loophole, which is just don't put your phone in there. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to actively try to make positive connections with people, including you. What are you going to do? 
I think that it's a good idea to make. I think for the people that I care about, it makes sense. I don't think. I don't think that I. Let me say it this way. I don't know that I suffer from a lack of connection. Meaning, I don't know that it distresses me or that I have a lack of satisfaction in life in general because I'm not connecting with enough people. I feel like because of my job, I like that's all that I do. And so when I go into a Starbucks or a Home Depot, like the last thing I want to do is engage in a conversation. Like to, to me, it's so annoying when I'm ordering a drink and the person's like, so what are you doing this week, this weekend or this evening? I'm always like, oh God, I just don't, I just, I'm not interested in it. And so, <laughs> what? You are a curmudgeon. No, no. I'm, but, so what I'm saying is <laughs> that the feedback could be, hey, David, you're being an asshole. And like for that person's benefit, T. you should engage. Maybe, fine. But I'm not, if it's like my New Year's resolution, like what would make me happier and more satisfied in life would be fewer connections with the, you know, the Starbucks, you know, barista. Like I used to, back when I had hair, I would hate to go get my hair cut because I just know that I'm like, uh, not only do I got to pay this person 25 bucks to whatever my, buzz my hair, but I also have to engage in, you know, a half hour conversation that I just like want to check out. Am I the worst? You seem like I'm, you seem disappointed. No, I understand that. And I feel like I'm, they're doing their job by being polite and I'm rude by being distracted. I think that's, that's a fair, that's a fair argument, but then like, then you're doing it, you're changing your behavior, not because it's better for you, but because it's better for the people around you. No, it's probably better for me to like look somebody in the eye when I'm ordering coffee and actually hear their question they're asking. So they don't have to ask it a million times. That's it's like, Right. Well, that I think like just an extreme. we just we just disagree. I can be, I like get so embarrassed when I do that. I hate it. Oh, all right. Okay, this the number three is a funny one to me because your uncle, um, this was his marriage advice to us. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember it. Yep. So number three is when you and your partner argue, hold hands with them. Really. So, and and you, you you have done that like I mean, I still do it all the time inconsistently. I do it all the time. You've never once held it back. That's the problem. So I get rejected over and over. for the last fifteen years. I've been rejected every fight. I forgot you're perfect. I'm so sorry. Well, just saying. No, no. So there's some <laughs> there's some logic behind this. So so the idea is that when you're in a fight, so I'll say this. So last episode we talked about John Gottman who had the love lab at the University of Washington, and he's looking at what makes relationships work. And what he found was that uh, couples that argue, even if there's a lot of vitriol, there's not really a correlation to argument or language used to the success of the marriage. What is correlated with success in a marriage is whether or not through the argument it's clear to the couple that you still love each other. So what he found was that even if you're telling, you know, your partner to kiss your ass, if you're then laughing and sticking your tongue out at them after you say it, that it lands differently and the likelihood of that couple being successful long-term goes up dramatically. So it's like you want to find ways, even if you're super mad at your partner, you want to find ways to stay aligned. Like, where well, I'm mad at you right now, but I still love you. And one of the ways that you can do this is to hold hands while you're fighting. And this to me is, or she suggests maybe, uh, 
do a 10 second kiss in the middle of the argument, which I'm interested in. We can I am that not. One. That's not, I will not that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but, so, but the idea is like, to me, this is one of the ones where we get a little bit like uh, academic. This makes sense in theory, but at least in my relationship, chasing my wife down and saying, I know you're really mad at me because I didn't do X, Y, or Z, but I'd like a smooch right now. Probably won't. I don't think that would land very well. <laughs> it wouldn't. But I'm willing to add this to one of my uh, resolutions. This one, this, this one, one you're I'll really. Uh -huh. I'll engage in this one. <laughs> it is funny when you're when we are fighting and we're holding hands. Like, <laughs> it's funny. She's usually saying that she wants to kill me while she holds my hands. <laughs> Okay. It also Ready? goes it also goes with the stuff we were talking about last week about like pursuing your partner without like expecting something on the other side, you know? Yeah. So that's a good way to do that. Yeah. I agree. I think it's it's not a bad idea. I just think practical application again in my relationship doesn't seem like it's gonna work very well. Holding hands or kissing? Well, holding hands has never worked with you, and I <laughs> cannot imagine that you'd be interested in a 10-second kiss. Okay, but the research shows, so maybe we should try it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The next one is ask open-ended questions to someone in your life every day. Now, this one, I think, is, t to me, this is the most valuable uh, question or, or prompt here because I think... Most people, and myself included, um, you know, while we, ha I think most people want to feel connected to the people that are close to them, but most people really struggle to do that and they don't quite know why. And I think it's because we're always like, I feel like most people are hell bent on talking about themselves and they're not good at like asking questions to others. And so a lot of times when you get people together, it's like everybody in that room is trying to share their thing versus being interested in somebody else's thing. And then what happens is like, I'm thinking about family reunions for I'm example. I'm just thinking family Christmas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so the one that we were just at, there was a lot of people that are, uh, that do things that they're proud of and they get together and they're all sort of pushing to share what they've done and not a lot of people are good at asking other people what they've done. So what happens is people feel slighted because no one ever asks them. Mm -hmm. right? I might go there and I might feel slighted because no one asks me about me. And so the chances of me then turning around and asking them about them is zero. <laughs> and so now we're in this like this competitive match where no one's going to ask anything of depth because we're all pissed off that we, no one knows us. Yeah. Right? Like I think if we went to our – the. Um, like our our holiday vacation with your family, I think there's a lot of people that left that feeling like they're not totally known. Except two people. Some people, <laughs> some people are more assertive about sharing who they are. Yeah. You know, and so this is a good suggestion. If we can, I think pe everybody should be more deliberate about about asking questions and like, open end. I try to ask our kids open ended questions, and I feel like it just gets crickets back to me i need help with that like lena i try to ask him stuff he just like shuts me down what do you mean i don't know i every day i ask him like what's going on in school who's your friend who do you want to blast off to the moon 
just want to know, <laughs> want to know those things. I think that th- there's a, a there's several psychologists that have like come up with lists of questions for kids that are, you know, you have to be open ended but also more specific. So you would say like, what was the scariest thing that you did today, or who did you get mad at today, or what was your favorite homework assignment tonight, or who did you play with today at recess, or what you know what I mean, like a little bit more specific so that they have some some sort of guidelines versus just saying like how are you doing yeah i need that list i have pinterested that list and it is good mm-hmm. and i've even tried it and you know he's mm-hmm. he's hard for me he's my new year's resolution <laughs> <laughs> why because he doesn't he doesn't talk enough to you no and every day he tells me he loves our other son better than me <laughs> I think that's I think that's age appropriate for him. It's good that he loves. His I do like, like that. that. I do like that. But I do, I also feel like it's a weird thing to need to share that. Well, I think it's <laughs> I, I honestly I think it's because of how you react to it. Because I'm like, oh. I think you're all. I think you sh- you visually look like you've been damaged by the feedback. <laughs> like he says, I love Angel more than you, and you go, oh, re- you do, but I love you. And then he knows it's a, he can maneuver you with that versus if you were just like, okay, good, moving on. And then he wouldn't, there would be no energy around it. Yeah. So I think we should also say just one more thing as it relates to asking the open-ended question, which this comes from you. And I don't know where you got it, but you always say that when you're navigating group settings, you should either be interesting or interested. I got it. I got it from, I got it from uh, Jenny Gay who also has uh, the One You Feed podcast. So you guys should check that out. Oh, the One yeah. You Feed podcast. The One You Feed, yeah. She does, it's a, her and her partner do, um, I, th- I think it's coaching. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think it's really good advice. And I think <laughs> it's also good for people to know, right, you're interested or you're interesting and you're probably not that interesting. Yep. So lean towards interested. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She also had a good thing called you're either a guest or a, a host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, there <laughs> she was a good, while. She had good, like, sayings. <laughs> there was a while there where you were calling me a guest all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, number five. This one I really like. Schedule time to spend with your best friends. What do you, what do you like about, say, say more, what does that one mean? Because I feel like, the, you know, the, our, everyone's lives are so busy all the time. And I feel like there's certain people that feed your soul. And if you're not like nurturing that relationship, they, it says in here that it will wilt as well, but also like, we just need to make time to, you know, connect with our best friends because it, it fills our cup. And so I think, I do a really good job of this, like making sure my feelings get hurt because some of my best friends don't do that. Like I do, I, I'm the one who plans everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wish that they would do it too, but also I feel it. Do, do you, do you, have you, you interrupted told, me? Have so. you told them that? No, I have not told them that, but also I think that you should, um, you should do it because you you don't. I know that you don't feel like you need connection, but I think you do. <laughs> and I and I think that you should um, you should schedule some time with your best friends. Okay, so I have two thoughts. 
Are they negative? Yes. Oh. The first no. The first the first thought <laughs> is when this is how it always goes whenever Allison does her like New Year's planning or though she does New Year's planning and then she does quarterly planning and then at, at the end of Q three she does last ninety day planning. <laughs> so we do a lot of this, and it, it always ends up that I need to change something. I feel no, like I always need to change something. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> I, I'm just saying. It's also heavy on David has some work to do. I'm just helping you help yourself. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, and I would agree that you uh, do a really good job of this. And I would agree that I do a terrible job of this. Bec and I think it is, I, I agree with you also that I need connection. Um, but I don't think about needing connection. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you said, David, you have the choice. You can either stay by yourself in the basement and just do whatever you want to do or you can go to a party i would choose the basement yeah so as a result i oftentimes choose the basement i, I just don't actively pursue relationships but then i feel disconnected over time and so i should be more proactive about maintaining those connections which i think i'm doing better right? i got a trip scheduled for mexico and a tri trip scheduled for um, san diego with mm. friends yeah, year. I think that's good. Now, can we go back to the question that I interrupted you with? Mm-hmm. Do you want, do you want to respond to it? Yeah, no, I should. I mean, I know what you're gonna say. Cause you're like pro conflict, so I'm not pro conflict. You're not like, but I mean, you don't. I would just say, like, you know, like I don't want to ever say that to my friends, but I like maybe should. What? Like, hey, can you plan something? Yeah. What, what What would be the, what's wrong if you said, it feels like I am doing all the planning and you're not planning anything? Well, because I wouldn't want to hurt their feelings, which is very, like, a very woman maneuver. <laughs> but it, what, what kind of what you're saying is, I would rather my feelings be hurt than tell you the truth and have your feelings hurt. Yeah. And, and probably my guess would be that if they knew that you felt that way, they would they, they would go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that that was the impact. I'm sorry. And they might put an effort into planning. Yeah. I think you're, you're right on that. Why did I feel like all the energy got sucked out of you when I said that? No, I think you're right. All right. All right. Add that to your res resolution list. You'll tell the truth, and I will add to my list – uh, I'll engage more in, I'll pursue, uh, whatever, hanging out with friends more. Yeah. So the next one I think is a big one. What's that? The last one of the six resolutions from this TED article is deliver an overdue apology. <laughs> okay. Do you Are have? Are you going to do that? I mean, I do have one in mind. <laughs> And I'm gonna work it. I'm gonna work up to it. Do you want to share with the with the podcast audience what this? Yeah, I had a family member stay at my house when I wasn't here for a couple of weeks, and when I came home to my house, like my door was unlocked, and also my car seat was taken, and a couple of my. Uh, like, my comforters were ruined because they, like, stuffed it. They 
I think they were trying to be nice, but they they st- overstuffed my washing machine, so it ripped the comforters. And I got really mad at that person because I felt like they took advantage of me. Mm-hmm. But I think in the end, it's really about the relationship, and I should just let it go. And just know that, like, that's who this person is. Um, but also, it's a family member. So I should say sorry for getting mad. Don't you think? I don't know. Do you feel sorry for getting mad? I'm not sorry for getting mad. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe. I mean, how do you take a car seat and not tell someone? (laughs) Okay, but I think you're. So for me, if it's first day for the for the audience in the studio here, that this is a tough one for me to talk about because I feel like if I give an outsider's perspective, you feel like you're not being supported, and then. You get angry with me with what's the that? What's the outsider's perspective? I think that there's, I think you have, I think it makes sense for you to be mad about the behavior, how the house was left, that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't think that you need to be mad for two years about it. Yeah, and I think that there's like you, this house is equally mine and yours, and I'm not concerned about it at all. It's a zero on my give a shit scale. I just think I'm mad that they didn't take accountability. Well, so what I was going to say is I think that you're mad because you have history there. Yeah. Right. So it's not just that the house was left unlocked. It's that there's a history of things of people not taking accountability or people may not, maybe not showing enough gratitude to you. Or I think you feel historically slighted. And so when this thing happens, it then leads to over the top frustration. But I, but in her world, it's just this one event. So your behavior, your response to it seems irrational because she doesn't understand that this is a reaction to the last 40 years. It's a reaction to, you know what I mean? Yeah. She doesn't understand that. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I think you could apologize for the protracted length of your anger or, and, or it'd be worth you talking to her about what you're really upset about, which is the, the, the previous 40 years. That's yeah. what the, that's, that's why you're so upset. It is true. That is why I'm so upset. You are way nicer in this conversation when it's on a podcast. than if I do it solo, this is how we should, we should do all of our difficult discussions on podcast. True. <laughs> are you on your best behavior? Cause there's a microphone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Am I in trouble? Let's never end this podcast. <laughs> All right, so let's recap the six relationship resolutions that I will be taking. Wait, you will be ignoring. Wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, hold on. Are you okay with that? I feel like you ended abruptly. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I think it's all true. I just don't know when I'm going to do it. But it is 40 years, and there's a lot of history there, and it is family. So a lot to think about. And can I say one more thing? Dr. Brees mentions here, and I think she's absolutely right, which is if you make an apology like that, you cannot have the expectation that you're going to get a certain response. You're doing the apology for you to keep your side of the street clean, but you can't then resent, I mean, you can, but you, it's not beneficial for you then to expect a, a particular response and then be pissed about her response sucking. Which is likely. Yes. So I just have to be in the right frame of mind. Before I deliver that apology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does, that mean, does that mean liquid up? What does that mean? Uh, no, I, no, I'm not. 
No, I do not need alcohol for that. <laughs> alcohol doesn't make it allow me to sleep very well, so I just don't feel like I should be drinking anymore anyway. It messes with my sleep. It makes me hot. You don't, you are, everybody thinks that you're always drinking ahead of our YouTube videos. Just for everybody's, like, for everybody to know, she drinks like once a month. She never drinks. <laughs> I don't drink. And also, I like think it's really funny that people say that about me. I think just for the audience, I'm quirky. <laughs> and tired. <laughs> I'm quirky and tired. So that's what you get. Yeah. Okay. So the six relationship resolutions to make this year recap. Change the words you're thinking about other people. I really like that one. Okay. Are you doing that one? I'm totally doing that one. Okay. I'm going to skip that one. I mean, I'll do it. I, whatever. I'll do it. It's, it's not measurable anyway, so I'll just say I did it. The next one is create tiny moments of positivity during your day. By creating micro moments of positivity, you're starting a wave of good feelings that spread throughout your life and through the lives you encounter. I'm totally doing that one. I'm you gonna, should do. I'm going to skip that one. Why spread joy through others, David? <laughs> okay, number three. When you and your partner argue, hold hands with them. Really? I'm going to do the, I'll, I will resolve to do the 10 second makeout session in the middle of the fights. <laughs> There's a quote in here that is so funny. I once interviewed a couple with an unusual role. Whenever they argued, they both had to be fully undressed. Unsurprisingly, they reported their conflicts never lasted long. Do you want to do that? No. I'll, I'll resolve to do that. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> okay. Ask an open-ended question. Number four, ask an open-ended question of someone in your life every day. I'll do that one. I like that one. Um, what about you? I'm doing all of them. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Overachiever. Schedule time to spend with your best friends. Friendships have been shown to be a key, to be key to our happiness and longevity, especially as we age. But even the best of them will wither if we don't nurture them. I'll do that one. And then last one. Number six. Deliver an overdue apology. Check back in next year to see if she did it. We'll see. We'll give her twelve months. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, thanks, Dave. This was really fun. Yep. Good. Love you. Good talking to you. Yeah, Happy and New Year. So we're going to post this podcast on Tuesday. So we're going to do podcasts on, uh, or we'll post them on Tuesdays and Fridays. 